put the kettle on. It's time for some F&T. Here's your host, Kirsten Gentle. Welcome to FTNA's F&T Time, a new podcast and video series aimed at keeping the industry connected and updated. Welcome to another F&T Time podcast. We know it's been a while since you've heard from us. However, we had to focus on our national conference, which was held at RACB Royal Pines on the 12th of June. It was an outstanding conference with over 200 delegates and we definitely brought the industry back together and it was like a reunion after being separated by COVID for so long. Today I will be speaking with Nikita Gentle, FTMA's Marketing Coordinator, about Carbon Warrior. But before I get to Nikita, I wanted to quickly touch on the 2022 National Fabricator Census, which we are currently running. Every fabricator always complains when a new plant starts up down the road, and I'm always getting told that there are way too many plants and we don't need another one. FTMA definitely encourages people to buy rather than set up a new plant, but where is the data that proves that there are too many plants? What is our sector's capacity? What makes us a healthy sector? Is a lead time of, say, 8 to 12 weeks for fabricators a healthy indicator, or should we be looking at the payment days? For a sector that uses 70 to 80% of Australia's structural pine, we really don't know much at all, and so this is why we need the answers to these questions. This is one of the reasons FTMA runs a National Fabricator Census. We need to gather information which in turn will help us build our industry and lobby decision makers for change. So if you are a fabricator listening today and you haven't yet completed the census, I please ask that you take the time to do so as this aggregated data is important for all of our future. As I mentioned earlier, today we are talking about FTMA's environmental arm, Carbon Warrior, with Nikita Gentle. Carbon Warrior came about after one of our board members told me about a dinner he was at with a key politician and other guests. When they were going around the room introducing themselves, he was sitting there thinking, you know, what what am I going to say? Am I the dumbest at the table? When it came to him, he explained that he worked with an innovative product that took the carbon from the air and safely locked it away for life. He had their undivided attention. So we went on to tell them that they'd tried marketing it with acronyms such as TREE or WOOD before someone in the room asked if he was talking about timber. Everyone at this dinner was amazed that timber stores carbon for life. So after that event in 2018, I registered the business and domain name for Carbon Warrior. It really resonated with me, as I am a real carbon warrior. People always talk about my passion, which comes from a lifetime spent in the forest and wood products industry, living in a timber town where my grandfather owned a sawmill and was a logging contractor after the 1939 bushfires. My husband and I also ran a business where we collected seed and regenerated after logging. FTMA has gone through the long and expensive process of having carbon warrior trademarked. We all know how passionate the younger generation are about climate action, So I handed the project over to Nikita, who took our ideas and did further research before developing the program. I'd like to welcome Nikita. So welcome, Nikita, to F&T time. Thank you. So like we always ask, how do you have your F&T? I like my tea how I like my future. Green. Yeah, same here. So Nikita, this is something you've been very passionate about right from the start when we handed you the program. People who know me understand my passion for the industry, but can you explain to our F&T Time listeners why you're so passionate about this program and what it means to you? I think I'm so passionate about it is because I know the amazing benefits of timber and the role it can play in the fight against climate change. I think too many people see a tree getting chopped down, think it is a bad thing and don't necessarily see what happens next. Whereas I've had the benefit of growing up in the industry I know that the trees are replanted and that cycle of carbon sequestration is continued. 
When people say the timber industry don't necessarily care about the environment or trees, I think they couldn't be more wrong. I've never met anyone that loves trees as much as my dad. He's a qualified arborist who used to represent forest contractors and is actually responsible for planting 50,000 hand-planted seedlings alone. So when people talk about the industry is a bad thing, I know it's not. I've been witness to the benefits and the good things of it. I know that it can play an amazing role in the fight against climate change. Totally agree. And and not only did your father hand plant 50,000 seedlings, he's responsible for millions of seeds um, being collected. So Nikita, can you give F&T Time listeners an overview of the Carbon Warrior program? What is it? Yep. So we created Carbon Warrior as the environmental arm of FTMA. So everyone has a social responsibility and a role to play in the fight against climate change. And I guess our Carbon Warrior is taking on this responsibility on behalf of our members. We aim to educate and raise awareness of the benefits of timber. So roughly 40% of the world's emissions are related to the built environment. But through the use of timber, the built environment can actually help reduce this number and slow down the effects of climate change. Too many people are sucked into the greenwash of steel and think steel is better, which is no fault to them. But at the end of the day, certified forest plantations plant roughly two to three trees for every tree harvested, where unfortunately, with iron ore, which is used to create steel, you cannot refill the hole in the ground that mining has left. So the program also wants to help people recognise the role they're playing and be proud. We want to push for change with real policy that can be introduced to help the built environment reduce their carbon emissions. Fantastic. So like most Australians, I was absolutely embarrassed when Australia performed so poorly in the Climate Change Performance Index, where we were given zero on climate policy. I think we can do better than that, especially when there are so many examples around the world of where policies have been introduced to recognise the fact that timber stores carbon for life and helps tackle climate change. Can you give a few of these examples, Nikita? Yeah, well, it's pretty embarrassing being called the loser of the world, I must admit. Definitely. (laughs) Um, So if we don't look at the losers, but we look at rather Denmark, who was the top performing country last year, they introduced a national strategy for sustainable construction where it talks about timber and actually putting in some R&D into timber and how we can use it better. The Danish capital is also aiming to become the first carbon neutral capital by 2025, so in less than three years. And the mayor understands the importance of building with timber if they want to achieve this. And you can't forget, Denmark typically doesn't build with timber. They're typically a brick country. They are responsible for Lego after all, but they actually understand the importance of switching to timber for the betterment of the planet. France has introduced a sustainability law that requires all new public buildings to be constructed with at least 50% of wood or other natural materials. This includes all the buildings constructed for 2024 Paris Olympic Games. So the new aquatic centre that they're building is beautiful mass timber, looks amazing, cannot wait to see it and see our swimmers win gold in that stadium. How, how lucky are we that we've got Timber Queensland and they're already working um, and lobbying government for the 2032 Olympics in, in Brisbane to be as green, if not more green, than the Paris Olympics. So fingers crossed they can achieve that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, the Paris Olympics, setting the way for the future, as in all the Olympic villages, beautiful mid-rise housing, timber housing that will go into social housing after the Games. So hopefully 
Brisbane can replicate what Paris are doing. Fantastic. Are there other examples? Other examples, there's heaps. So the city of Amsterdam last year signed a Green Deal timber construction, which mandates that 20% of all new housing projects in the capital must be constructed with wood or other bio-based materials. Um, Last year at COP26 in Scotland, we saw a zero-carbon house on display. And the architect that created that said, To create zero carbon house, he had to use timber wherever possible. So that just shows that timber is the answer to less emissions. That's amazing. So you and I both know why um, building with wood is a necessity if the world wants to successfully tackle climate change. But in, in layman's terms, explain it to our listeners. So in the next 20 years, billions of people worldwide will need to be housed. So if we make all of that housing out of concrete and steel, it is simple, the climate's stuffed. So we need to use timber in these buildings if we want to succeed in reaching the goals set out in the Paris Agreement and actually have a shot at tackling climate change. It's that simple. And next month, you and I are going to Canberra to lobby with our Carbon Warrior Policy. Our Carbon Warrior Policy is all about four steps to create a greener future. Can you explain what those four steps are, Nikita? Yep. So the first step is implementing mandatory life cycle carbon calculations and reporting. So this first step sort of paves the way for the next three steps and paves the way for the built environment to start recognising and reducing the emissions that they contribute to. So the second step is set embodied carbon targets. So once we have the baseline set up from the first step of that reporting and the calculations there, we can introduce embodied carbon targets because we've already got them calculating and reporting what's in the building. Now we can go, well, actually, we need to have this amount of embodied carbon in the building or less than. The third step is to invest in renewable materials. So We want to use timber. That's all good and well. But as too many people know right now, we are in a timber shortage. And if we want to increase our use of timber, we have to keep on investing in these renewables because it is the answer and we need to use more of it. And we're very lucky that at the last election, AFPA, Tim McQueen's and quite a lot of groups really lobbied hard and we had bipartisan support about investing in new plantations. So the the government has made that promise. It's not just about putting plantations in the ground, of course, it's the water rule, which F&T time listeners would remember Mick Stevens of Timber Queensland talking about at our last podcast. So the ALP government, our federal government, has committed to this in the lead-up to the election and we must, as as a country, as an industry, we must make sure that they stand by their commitments not only by increasing our plantations and investing in more plantations, but they must remove that water rule and any other barriers to creating more plantations for Australia. So, Nikita, the fourth, what's the last one? So the last step is sort of inspired by the Paris Sustainability Law and is to set requirements for bio-based materials in buildings. So this can be just as simple as the Paris one for all new public buildings, 50%, or it could be more actual zoning regulations. For example, in Helsinki, some areas require the structure to be predominantly made out of timber. So all new beautiful housing villages are all wooden because of these set requirements for bio-based materials. So that is sort of the final step if we follow the path towards a greener future. And the beauty here is there are all these policies worldwide. We're not expecting our, our leaders in Australia to start from scratch and, and re, you know, recreate the wheel. There are policies that we can implement, that our country can adopt, 
and that will actually move us towards a, a more sustainable future and create that greener future for us. But we must get the government to listen. And and unfortunately, the lobby, you know, from, from those other building materials, I'm sure many people have seen those TV ads at the moment where a mining company is talking about how they're mining for our future. They're mining for our convenience. How damn lucky are we? They forget to mention that even though they might be doing the rehabilitation, on the other parts of their business, you know, they're, they're investing in coal mines that one media reports estimates that leaks so much plant-wrecking methane each year, it has the same warming impact as the annual emissions from millions of cars. So on one hand, we get all this media hype saying that they care about our future, that they are there about the environment, that they are investing in rehabilitation and they show beautiful trees because, let's face it, trees are the real answer. And on the other hand, they forget to tell us about all their poor practices. So I really think this is the time to find out, you know, to make a difference and we can do that. True words couldn't be said. It it just frustrates me. So many of my friends growing up, I think as the first question you said about passion, so many of my friends, they're on board with Carbon Mori. They can see the benefits, but then they see logging and go, oh, that's bad. They can't put two and two together. But so that's why this program, we want to re-educate people and let them see that, no, that continuation, it is a cycle, the industry that doesn't stop. We continue replanting. We continue storing carbon for life. That is what the great industry is about. So Nikita, how can people become Carbon Warriors? How can they get involved? Yep. So they can get involved by following our socials. We are on Instagram at Carbon Warrior, on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, but also it's just spreading the messages. It's these simple messages. The biggest investment you can make in your life is your house, but also the biggest environmental impact you can have is your house if you choose the right materials, including bio-based materials and timber. So let's be proud. Let's keep sharing the messages and re-educate people. I see in office works now that they've got all over their walls, over their bags. We replant trees for every piece of paper. That hasn't changed forever, but they've just gone, oh crap, we need to re-educate people. And that is what Carbon Warrior is doing right now, trying to get people to understand that no, trees are replanted. It's not just a one-stop shop. Well, we cut, that's it. We replant, we care for the environment. That is the message. Yep, and we need the media to understand that the best carbon utilisation storage facilities are our plantations. And by us using the timber that comes out of our certified plantations, we are storing carbon for life and we are definitely working towards creating a greener future. Thank you very much, Nikita, for joining us. And I really do encourage everyone, get out there and be loud and be proud of Carbon Warriors like we are. Thank you very much, Nikita. Thank you and let's go Carbon Warriors. We all have a role to play in the fight against climate change. And as Nikita outlined, this is exactly why FTMA has created our environmental arm, Carbon Warrior. But we want to be very clear to everybody, we are not against steel, concrete or any other building material, as there is a role to play for all these products in our innovative world. FTMA members use steel nail plates to manufacture our quality frames and trusses. We simply believe timber will help create a greener future and should be used more widely. Only yesterday, the lower house in Parliament passed a new emissions reduction target of 43% on our 2005 levels by 2030 and a net zero emissions commitment by 2050. If this is to be achieved, then government must implement policies similar to those countries leading the way in climate action. 
FTMA applauds the efforts of other building materials to work towards reducing their emissions through collaboration with the Materials and Embodied Carbon Leaders Alliance, MECLA. Globally, the steel, cement and aluminium industries alone each produce about 7 to 9% of annual global greenhouse emissions. Whilst they all work on improving their environmental footprint, don't worry, because we already have the ultimate renewable building product, Timber, ready to help reach our emissions reduction target by storing carbon for life in our amazing timber frames and trusses. FTMA wants those in the industry to recognise the role they play in addressing climate change simply by manufacturing timber frames and trusses and locking up that carbon. I want our employees in the sector to be proud to call themselves carbon warriors. Perhaps this could be their new job title in the future. As carbon warriors, there are plenty of resources to help get the message out to your builders, neighbours and our political leaders. I'm sure you would have all seen the Ultimate Renewables' latest consumer advertising campaign headed up by brand ambassador Adam Doval from Seven's ever-popular Better Homes and Gardens, who explains that it only takes 150 seconds for our certified plantations to grow the wood for an average framed house. Many companies within the forest and wood products industry have collaborated with the Timber Framing Collective, and shortly they will be releasing a wide range of educational and marketing material to help spread the word of the environmental benefits of using timber frames and trusses, as timber framing is the ultimate renewable. So be a carbon warrior and follow our socials on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. And if you want a copy of our Carbon Warrior policy, please visit our website at carbonwarrior.com.au. Whether you're involved in the growing of our certified timbers, the processing, the manufacturing, or you simply love using timber in your house, you are a carbon warrior. It's time to find your voice and be proud and passionate about the role you play. You can also help the fight against climate change by sending this podcast, the Carbon Warrior Policy, or both, to your local members of parliament. So be a proud carbon warrior and let's create a greener future for all. Thank you for joining us for another episode of FT Time. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you.